I'm Shane. And I'm Bo. We are your Kentucky Fried Critics. Welcome back to the show, you guys. We got a, a good one for you. Oh yeah. But before we kick it off, we want to go ahead. This time we're gonna we're gonna change up the order just a little bit here. And we're gonna Smidge. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get the social stuff, our, our roll call of all the social media stuff out of the way. First thing I want to go ahead and say is that we do now have a Facebook page. I don't know why that wasn't the first one that I got made, but it just it wasn't. I think I mean we do know why. I had to reserve that name yeah. on Instagram, whereas then I wasn't too worried about the Facebook page not being no it's a little a little bit more niche yeah they're not making gonna, sure they're that they care as much on facebook yeah, making sure that the username was there now that being said we do have kentucky fried critics as our uh username too on facebook so it's oh, literally sweet. like facebook.com slash kentucky fried, fried critics. critics awesome no, no hyphens no nothing just nice i didn't know that yeah that's so cool. just like instagram so again that's kind of nice yeah it's all we do have both. now we just have to work on getting the other ones the same <laughs> if we can yeah fighting somebody at youtube to get that I'll fight him. instagram like i already said alluded to in our facebook uh, page is that it's the same so it's going to be at kentucky fried critics no hyphens no anything just at kentucky fried critics youtube is where it gets a little wonky someone has at kentucky fried critics as the youtube.com slash at but again if you just search for kentucky fried critics you'll find us on youtube Look for Commander Pop Culture's lovely face. That's right. Let's see. Lastly, our website. Not lastly. The website links you to these other ones, so we'll mention the other ones first. Then the website, because if that's the last thing you hear us say, it will still take you to these other ones. Yeah, you can get to all of it. It's a hub. Yeah, and so the website is shows.acast.com slash Kentucky hyphen fried hyphen critics. Nice. Yeah, I got so good at that, you yeah, didn't you even did. realize you I did. stopped. Yeah, I would tricked you. <laughs> I was waiting for more. But I'm getting really good at that. Yeah, we are. Let's go on and get into our beer for this week. If you were playing on Instagram and you had any guesses, the beer was Oompa Oktoberfest from Gravely Brewing Company. Come on. That's an easy one. Oompa. Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. We're doing Willy Wonka, guys. Come on. And of course, we're doing Willy Wonka. Yes. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, 1971. Yeah, I think so. You know, we're not going to be doing the Johnny Depp, no, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No. I do realize that technically it is the one that has more in common with the book. And it has the title is the same as the book. If I find it heartbreaking when people are like, oh, yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm like, that can't be the first one you saw. They're like, yeah, I'm like, you poor thing. Willy Wonka yeah, all the way. Willy Wonka. Uh, Dean Wilder will always be Willy Wonka yeah, for will. me. I do appreciate that we we decided. Well, see, I didn't, I had no part in choosing this beer or movie. This was a hundred percent. This was me, Bo, and I did this one. And then when he told me they wanted to do this, uh, two things came to my mind. One, a this is one of my favorite movies from childhood. I've watched it more times than I can count. Yeah, I was immediately like, yes, of course, I want to do this all day. And right? then the second thought I had was, oh, Bo, that's amazing because this is such a, a timely time to do this movie because we're about to have the new one come out. And I literally looked at him and went, what new movie? And I spent five minutes trying to explain that there was a new one, a, a prequel coming out and, and then explaining to him that it, it's a prequel to this one, not to the Johnny um, Day. Like, it, it's what we want. We still have to wait to see if it's any good. Yeah, if it's going to be good. If it's The what premise we... sounded good. I'm interested to see it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. at the, the same time, I'm like, is nothing sacred? Can we just leave Wonka alone? <laughs> 
just let it be the perfect thing that it is. Yeah. Well, and again, at, at this point, we're literally going off book to tell the story of how Wonka became a chocolatier. Like, Raoul Dahl didn't write... He didn't write any of that? No. No. He, oh. he writes children's books, man. Do you well, think... he wrote Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I never read the book. This is the this movie, literally, all I know about it. When the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory You do know that out. he wrote other books, right? No, never read any of them. But you know he wrote them. Okay, Bo, this is this is one of those moments. So Where, I'm about to look really stupid. So he wrote James and the Giant Peach, Matilda, Did he? Matilda. Oh my god! I, right now, I, I am, love all these movies. I am so dumbstruck right now that I can't even think of other ones. But when I tell you he wrote most of your childhood, I literally mean he wrote most of your childhood. Yeah, the the movie versions. The, I didn't know there were books. The only books they were that I all read books, the, and they were all his. I read all the time. Just I read history books and Warhammer 40k. So, but I watched James and the Giant Peach, and I love Matilda. We should do those movies at some point. <laughs> Apparently. And now that you know that, does it not make more sense to you? Like thinking, think of the worlds of those, yeah. and then this world, and the crazy words, especially, and those other especially books. James and the Giant Peach and stuff. Yeah, you I can, feel dumb. You feel the connection. Yeah, I feel dumb. These were not books I was interested in reading, so I never heard about them. I read. But you the, did hear about them. You just didn't know that you were hearing about things that were books. Yeah. You thought they were only. I movies. thought they were only yeah. movies. So yeah, I feel dumb. I've been educated. I didn't even mean for that to happen. No, I honestly it's fine. I'm not no idea. It. It, it's but, how we learn stuff. So but again, no, for real, I seriously thought they were just movies because I was a kid. I didn't look into who wrote these things. I was just like, yay, the well, Peach see, movie. Before we go any further, though, since obviously you didn't even know who wrote the book, I want to ask because you are a war person. You like history yeah. about war and things like that. Do you know the reason why this is called Willy Wonka and not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Think about it. Wasn't there supposed to be a candy bar coming out with the movie? No. Oh. Think harder. Why did I bring up war? And this was in the 70s. Charlie. Oh, yeah. So why would Vietnam, they not want to name the, the movie Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate, and the Chocolate Factory. Factory? Yeah, that's a good point. I said Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't say it like you understood why Charlie shouldn't be used <laughs> Okay, uh, to be fair, in 71 to 75, a lot of stuff happened. I understand, I understand. Most people hear 70s war and Charlie, and they don't need to hear other words. For some reason, I fixated on Wonka. You were trying to think of why they would positively want to change it to Wonka, not why they negatively wanted to get away from Charlie. So I can understand yeah, what happened. I had it back. Yeah, yeah. You were trying to think about the other reason. Because you did. You did say, I think it's a product placement thing. You, yeah. You were definitely trying to think of, like... Business. But I was like, how does that affect war? I was like, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, the, like... the, the reason we have uh, the 70s one being Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and not Charlie like the book like, and the the more current movie is because they did not want it now. they did not want an association no Charlie I want a legit, I want a Charlie in the chocolate factory <laughs> that's a whole different movie yeah so they they just did not want that association they did yeah, not want okay. to be Charlie in the chocolate factory the movie like like always if we're going to get straight into it the movie starts off you know me I got to talk about the music and this one starts with a doozy because it is just a, a medley of every, every song, song from in the, the movie yeah. and so like if, if you've seen the movie before the instant nostalgia is literally built in 
They want you to feel every moment from beginning to end before the movie starts. And if you haven't seen the movie before, you're just going through this roller coaster of like oh, happy, cool, joyous, happy crazy, songs, beautiful right? songs. The movie starts on this great note. And again, this is from the era of the movie is going to open with, with credits. full credits. So yeah, we see everything that we... But would, it's cut to all these yeah, really it's cool cut to good shots music of and chocolate. Cool and you're just like, man, I want some. It's uh, To me, this was a better way of handling credits because now we fade to black or fade to stuff nobody cares about unless it's a Marvel movie with a guaranteed end credit scene nobody is sitting through the credits and even in those Marvel ones nobody is paying attention to anything on the scene nope they're just waiting for the sting back in the day it was part of the movie you had to sit through it you were gonna see everything and hopefully you might have learned and yeah. realized who some of these people were as soon as we open from there, we see a pan shot of kids getting out of school, kids getting out of school in some kind of generic Town. American question mark, British question mark, German. Dutch question mark, yeah. German. I don't know. Hamlet. I'm going to use the word Hamlet it's because a good word. it's a good word. And I think word. it in my head has always been the most apt word for this, the where they place live. they live in, yeah. For some reason, sticks out in my head as a it's too big hamlet. to be a village, right? Right. It's too big. Exactly. There's yeah. there's stuff. There's like there's but like not uh, big enough to be a town. So Hamlet that works. I like it. Confirmed. Hamlet. All right. They all the kids run out of the, what is a fairly large school for yeah. what seems to be a small. It's hamlet. a very nice school. <laughs> and they run into the candy store that is built directly next door. And I feel like zoning laws would not allow that today. No. But that guy knows where he's. He, oh, he knows Bill where the Candyman. Oh, yeah, Bill the Candyman is legit. That man knows what's up. He knows uh, what he's doing. He both, Those kids fucking love him. He, yeah, of course they have to. He's the Candyman. The Candyman can. Yes. This is uh, where we get our first our song. first song. Again, at this point, I want to address that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is a musical. For, again, I don't think we're spoiling anything. I would like to believe there is nobody. Even even if you haven't seen this movie, you know this movie. Yeah, you've so we're heard not spoiling, of it. Or, or you've seen the new one, so you at least yeah. have an idea of what this movie is. So we're not spoiling anything. Candy Tinder guy can sing. The Candyman can because he mixes it with love. It makes the world taste good. I've had these songs running in my head all week, dude. This is a musical. We're not spoiling that for anybody. I literally, when I think of movies that are musicals, if someone asks me, like, what's a great musical? I I would never think to say this movie, even though this is one of it my is, favorite movies. Yeah, it is movies, a musical, and it is but a you musical. always kind of just kind of be like, no, it's not. It's too good to be a musical. This, but even though they are literal songs being sung by people as if they're not singing songs in the moment, which is by definition what most musicals are supposed to be. Like they live in a world where everyone sings, but nobody notices that everyone sings. And that is exactly what happened yep. in this movie. True but for some reason, Yeah, but for some reason in my head, you just skip I over don't it. think... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory equal musical. If anybody else feels the same, like let us know. But I definitely have always. Does this count as a musical? Yeah. What, in what's your, your thought? Yeah. Like again, I'm not worried about what conventions say, but you personally, yeah, what's you, your? How do you feel about it? Do you feel this is a musical? Or write it in the comments. But yeah, so to to go on from there, like we said, that's the first. That's our opening song. That's our. It's a good one. It's too. a great song to start with. Really, again, it sets it sets the tone for what we're getting into here. Yeah, it's it is very super magical, happy, magical. Happy. He's tossing candy out to the kids, and they're like, "Yay!" So I did look this up because we had talked about this the other day. I was wrong. 
it was not originally a Sammy Davis Jr. song, it, uh, it, but it know. was recorded by him. I was right about that. It is a, okay. it is a Sammy Davis Jr. song. I heard that they he originally wanted to be the candy guy. Well, and, actually, and they it, were like, "You're too famous." Well, and actually, once he got the song, he hated the song, even though it was one of the biggest ones in his catalog. Oh, he hated it because he felt like it was too kid-like. And my thing is, when you hear Sammy Davis Jr. sing this song, I think of a completely different kind of candy. But that's just me. Bill the Candyman adds to this, we don't understand where we are in the world. No, because it's like an 18th century candy shop. Well, not only that, but he is British. But the children in the shop are are American. It's just so hard it's to the pin. World, the the, the things, microcosm of the whole world in this one, in this little one town. place. That's that's the best I can ever come yeah. up with. Because it, it keeps going. I, I may forget some, but you guys will probably hear me stop to point out when we get to another moment that's just like, so where are we? It pans over. You see our, our hero, Charlie. Yeah. Sad in the window because he's poor. And, and he, he can't afford to go get the candy. And apparently the Buckets are the only family that are this poor in the town. Again, like, jump ahead a little bit. But, you know, like, we, we hear later evidence, like, when they're in class and stuff. that like, Oh, yeah. Every, like, when he says two... Everyone in the class is like, turns around, looks at him. So uh, the implication being that like the buckets are just like they're the only dirt poor family. He sadly walks away from that to the newspaper stand to his boss. Yes, that's it's right. payday. So he he asks Mister Jopek for his, which is like a Polish name, Jopek. So even more weirdness on the, where every, it's Hamlet. Yeah, I was just about to say it. I'm glad you pointed it out. So now it's not like I'm the only one who notices. <laughs> yeah, no. like I'd bring it to your attention, but now just talking about it, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, that's like a Polish name yeah. or something. Mr. Jopek. And so he gets his first paycheck from Mr. Jopek. We see him walk past what is Willy Wonka's factory, factory and the first everything time. changes when well, he does this. And it I want it's darker. It's, up till right now, like even for the opening scene, like again, we've barely talked. The movie doesn't really introduce Willy Wonka yet, but the the implication from the candy shop, the candy is like, man, he's the he's the he's a nice Lord guy. Master of Candy, and he's a nice. He still yeah. kind of makes it seem like he's a nice man because the Candy Man is Wonka in the song. Yes, the Candy Man can, but yeah, it's so ominous, right? As soon the, as they get they cut to it, like even the the lighting gets darker and the music goes boom. And then the creepy handyman. handyman. But he's actually, they, they, later they tell us he's a tinkerer. He's a tinker. Oh, so he just like fixes Things. broken stuff and yep. tries to sell it back to yep. people. Okay. That's less creepy. The way it's shot is just creepy guy with like knives and hooks on a on a, on a cart. cart. No, what's weird though is they, they do this scene and literally he was not behind Charlie. And then Charlie's staring at the factory. And then this man is behind Charlie and surprises him with this loud... Clanky car full of metal objects, and it's like, how did he just sneak up on Charlie? Because how did that didn't. just happen? He's a ghost. He just snapped into this existence. Was, that is the first moment that lets you know that this movie is not all that Might it seems. Might be creepy. Well, it just—it's not all that it seems. It's yeah. not. It's not just this innocent children's movie. Yeah. There's definitely there's a, there's almost like two stories that go on in this. There's movie. an underlying sinisterness. Raul Dahl's written version is still kind of creepy. Like this one amps up the creepy, but in a fun way. Yeah. At no point, like as a kid, there were some scenes that got me, but I always enjoyed the movie. You know what I mean? Like I never left yeah. the movie. By the time it ended, I was never like, <gasps> that was so scary. Yeah, I was always just like. Oh, that was cool. It's one of my favorites. I love this. There are little, little spikes of adrenaline just pumped through the movie to make you go, huh. and this was our first one. Yeah, and this was our first one. And the, what does he tell him? 
nobody goes in and nobody, nobody comes nobody out. ever comes out and then just walks away and charlie's like all right that was weird i'm going home yeah. bye yeah and then we cut to his to his, his house his family the first time we get to see him it's his 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 house his family consists of his mom and all four of his grandparents. So it's his mater his mom's parents and his dad's, dad's parents. parents. His dad's gone. We never talk about it. We I don't think know. There's something movie. about him being dead. Yeah, but we, we don't like we some don't, dialogue. Yeah, but it's not. It's important. not important. We don't know why. We don't know when. We don't know anything. We just no. know he's not here. But all of the grandparents are. And Charlie's mom tells us not only are they all in bed right now, but they have been in bed. For, for the last 20, 20 years. years, all four of them have Just, been bedridden for 20 years. The bed sores, man. I can't even imagine. There's like, no that's way. so insane. Charlie comes in, and when Charlie comes in, he greets each one. And as soon as he greets each one, that's when we find out that his grandparents' names are Joe, Josephine, George, George. and Georgina. Now, I'm not going to try to pretend like I can automatically assume that Joe and Josephine are married. For all I know, it's, it's Joe it's and Georgina. It is. <laughs> but that being said, he did go across the bed in a way that it would be yeah. really awkward if they were swapped. Yeah, that's true. Because they would be on diagonals yeah. from each well, other. Well, they like to look at each other. It'd be your neck. Oh, my goodness. You got yeah, it. No, yeah. You got you, it. You, you turn your head all the time. Oh, talk to the maybe that they would, are. They've been doing, for so 20 years, your neck would be stuck that way. Maybe that is There why. we go. I'm a genius. I, I, I redeemed myself from earlier. Ah! All right. So we got this beautiful moment, though, right. with the grandparents whose names I will never forget. Now, that being said, it is just a naming convention in the movie. Did you yeah. notice later? Veruca's parents are um, Henry and Henrietta. Are they really? I missed that. So they just do that to everybody throughout the movie. If you get one of them's names, if it's a married couple, generally speaking, and if you get one's first name. Oh, I'm going to have to watch it again now just to just to see. You get more proof that they're they're super poor. Charlie brings home from his first day of work. Bread. He uses his pay to buy a loaf of bread. And when he pulls it out, his mom literally refers to it as a banquet. She acted like when he pulled it out that she was a little afraid no, that she, she was, stole it. Well, no, she actually she almost acted mad. Yeah, that he bought it. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. So you want your child to work, but you're mad that, he that he's bringing food. food home with the earnings from said job isn't that exactly why you send him to work yeah this this whole scene just sets up charlie yeah the good kid in the world he, he is completely selfless he will do anything for anybody yeah he literally had a little bit of change left over and he walks up to grandpa joe and he says this money's for you grandpa this is for your tobacco to which grandpa says when a loaf of bread looks like a banquet i have no right buying tobacco and all i could think about in that moment was it took grandpa joe 20 years of being bedridden to finally realize that maybe I should stop smoking. Right? Maybe I'm too poor. It wasn't being bedridden. Like, he right. wasn't healthy enough to get out of bed. But yeah. but he needed that daily he, he pipe. That only pipe. one pipe. No, I will one. say. Because the mom's just like, come on, yeah. dad. It's only one. They kind of force him. They force him to take the money. Yeah. And in all fairness, nobody get mad at us. We're not just not caring about her name. Literally, in this movie, she is just mom. Mrs. Bucket or, mom. or Charlie's mom. There is no name. Yeah. Uh, so we're not forgetting her, despite the fact that we know all four of his grandparents' name. We just don't know his name. If it's name. in the script somewhere and somebody knows. No, no, literally. Comment section. I, no, IMDB, which oh, would really? have For it, real? has her listed as Charlie's Mrs. mom. Mrs. Bucket. Just Mrs. Bucket? Yep, that's it. 
night comes and Charlie tells his grandpa about the creepy man who told him about nobody going and into Wonka's that, yeah, factory. And, and this is where he tells him about history. He yeah, gives him a little history lesson on Wonka. And Slugworth. The and first Slugworth, mention of yeah. Slugworth. And first he, time we hear about yeah, it. Yeah, he's bad. He steals all of Wonka's stuff, so he closed down the factory and... Then it opened up magically, and everybody's like, "All right, cool," but like, and nobody who, knew why who's working in there. Yep. There's got to be somebody in there. That's the big mystery. Cut to school the next day, and we finally get to meet Science the teacher. Class. I love. The well, teacher. we get to meet the teacher. Really, I don't like the teacher. He's funny. No, he's not. He's obnoxious, dude, and he treats these kids like trash. I know, but I think that's funny. <laughs> no, I'm dude. a bad person, though. Yeah, so. apparently, dude. Because I again, right now, you're thinking about it because he's you're the, like, "Ha ha, those kids." Stop thinking about it like that. Think about if you were one of the kids. That's fair, but he's a smart ass and he made me laugh. Again, though, if someone talked to you that way, you wouldn't have been Oh, laughing. yeah. No, I'd smack him well, in so the mouth. This is my point. You're trying to look at this entirely differently than I would. Like, my thing is, like, if that were my teacher and I had a teacher that was A, that's... Again, you're like... Because he messes right. the whole thing Well, up. he's also stupid. Yeah, he is. Like, really both dumb. this scene and the later scene... When oh, is all teaches, his math wrong? No, his math is fine, but he's oh. a moron because he can't figure out... Two? Two. Two of a thousand... Again, we're skipping ahead right now, but I have to say this because, again, the look right now of how hard... This math isn't hard. So, he even sets up 200 out of a thousand, right? Mm-hmm. 20%. Yeah. Okay. Even if you don't know anything else, I can automatically tell you zeros. Yeah. Just mark I'm each really other bad off. at math. And- zeros mark each other off. That gives you twenty percent. As soon as you go twenty, twenty means there's two percent. So then, if you have two, it means it's point two percent. If you had, you see what I mean? Like you're yeah, just just moving the zero. Keep moving the zero. As a teacher, to not know all he had to do was move the decimal one place over. Trust me, that man shouldn't teach. Because, again, I'm not trying to judge people for being bad at percentage math. I am judging the person whose job it is to, to teach, teach someone yeah. percentage math to not be able to figure out percentage math. Now, since we went off on this tangent, when we come back, we'll just mention that's the scene. We don't need, yeah, to, really we don't need to rehash the, it. The depths here. Now, I will give you, though, the science scene is a little bit more fun with the teacher. Yeah. Than the math scene is. No, the because math the math scene, scene, he is so he is obnoxious. A dick. He is so he rude. He is a dick in that scene. Uh, he's scene, funny here. He's a little funny. He is still rude, though, dude. Yeah, like, I know. The way he talks, though, man. Like, I'm just if saying. I, if you told me you'd be the teacher and I would be the student, that'd be presumptuous and rude. <laughs> his name is Mr. Turpentine. Again, <laughs> which is an outrageous name. We just got we got a little away from ourselves. And I wanted to point out this quite the crazy yeah, name, Mr. Turpentine. Is. He is also British, so we have another one of our... How do we place yeah. where we are moments here? He's very British. Very British. But then in the scene, he does. He makes the concoction. It explodes. But I want to point out when he's making the concoction, he literally says to us, a special mixture of my very own. And all I thought was Grandpa's cough syrup. Yeah. A little bit of, you know, like he made some moonshine. He made and some he moon- moon- and he's using it, it as the distillate. Once this thing exploded, my main thought was, so did this man make the same wart pimple remover as Screech and Saved by the Bell? Oh, like, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I didn't even think of that. It's right after that that everything's going nuts outside, right? Oh, this is, after yeah. No, at the, at, as soon as it explodes, a kid runs to the class and is like, Wonka's uh, opening Wonk his factory. And the teacher's like, oh, I don't, well, he, at first he was like, oh, that's amazing. And then the kid goes, it's only five people. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. And he's like, but it's a contest. You have to be able to you get, gotta the, go you know, buy everybody, Wonka. everybody has a chance to do it. And he was like, oh, I care again. Class, yeah, everybody, let's go. And we see that at this point. 
at first you're like, it's crazy that this kind of hysteria took over this classroom, right? But then you you remember, you're like, oh, wait, but this they're is- They're like down the street. They're down the street from, from the factory. factory. So you're yeah. like, oh, wait, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But then we quickly see that this is a phenomena around goes, the world. It goes viral, 70s style. Everybody in the world There's wants Walkers this. showing up at the White House, the Buckingham Palace. Oh, yeah, no. This scene, from, the, from this moment, until we actually get to the factory scene is, yeah. is all, all we see from this point on is either someone winning a golden ticket or the crazy lengths people are going to to, to win get a golden em. ticket. When I watched this this time, I was amazed at how little of the movie is in the factory. Because if you had asked me as a child or even four, four days, days ago... ago how much of this movie took yeah. place in the factory? I would have told you most of it. Yeah, they're like, oh, at least it is most of it. It is right? like an hour in before you get before we it. even get inside the factory, and that's not even like inside the fun part of the factory. That's just inside the factory, and then it's like what forty five minutes, and then the no, less over? Than that. way less than that, way dude. less 30, than that, dude. like thirty. Yeah, we'll God. get to that when we actually get inside the factory because I have, a, I think I wrote down like exactly like how far in we were, but it's pretty crazy. Nice, yeah. So the next scenes though, again, like they're so fun that when you think back to the movie. Yeah. You don't really think about the fact that they take up so much of the actual screen time. In no, because you think it's like, so, oh, it's, it's a so couple fun. of minutes. It's over. Yeah, so we, we just do montages. What's your favorite? Like, we don't even have to go slice by slice. We'll do slice by slice for um, the actual winners. But for the montages of people, the, the things that nuts. happen during the contest, what's your favorite one? My favorite one is the one like it's like I think it's the last one before like the contest is completely over before they find the yeah. fifth ticket that ends up being yeah. a hoax. We'll is get the, there. Is the lady who's like, she's sitting there with the detectives and they're like, they have your husband. He's kidnapped. And she's like, I'll give them anything that they want. What do they want? And they're like, they want your last case of Wonka bars. And she just sits there for a minute. And the detective's like, did you hear me? And she goes, she's life. just like, it's your husband's life. And she's like, how long do I have to think about it? And I was that I rolled over laughing. Okay. I love that one. Yep. I literally wrote down my notes this time, though. I was like, I don't know. How well that really holds up, though, because how late into the contest was that? You like there was th only one ticket left. Okay, you think that she hadn't opened every chocolate bar in that case? Oh, already? yeah, it was already empty. That's why she was stalling. Well, not even that. Like, I, they genuinely want you to think that she has one unopened. But my point is, why? Yeah. How is anybody not instantly ripping open every chocolate bar in a case? The, the, do they want us to think that her and her husband were just gently only opening chocolate bars when they happened to want a chocolate bar? That would defeat the purpose. Why we know that would defeat the purpose? Because... That was so close to the end of everything. And when Charlie finds his ticket, again, we'll go back and cover all the ticket holders. Yeah. This is important because when Charlie finds his ticket, I would say it's only one day away from the. Yeah, because it's like the next day. The next day he finds, he the, finds ticket. the ticket. It's the next day. So literally, this has been that, going on for that, months. That woman, had she not already opened every one of those chocolate bars, could have had a winner and not been able to go because she opened it after the contest was over. Yeah. I love that. I do. I agree with you. That is a funny one. <laughs> right. It is super funny. The comedy is there. But this time when I was watching, I was just like, wait a minute. Does that hold up? She's not, she's already opened all those. My favorite one, though, is the computer. Oh, yeah. The, where the guy is just like, he's like, I've got this super computer, which again, funny. I love looking at uh, 1970s. It's a room. 1970s computer. And he's like, so right now, I, and he just starts typing away. I'm going to ask the computer. And first, he's, he, I don't remember what he asked, but he asked some general question to prove the computer was smart. Yeah. And then he was like, now I will ask the computer where I can find a golden ticket. And as soon as he asked that, the computer spits back, 
I can't do that. That's cheating. Right. And the man says, I'll share the chocolate with you. I'll share the chocolate with you. And the man, as soon as he types that in the computer, the computer says, I'm a computer. What would I do with a lifetime supply of chocolate? And the man gets so mad and he's like, I am now I am telling it. What it can do with a lifetime supply of chocolate. <laughs> I love that one. I love that one as a kid. I love that one as an adult. That, right. that just cracks me up so much every time I see it. Yes. All right. So those are our two favorite. We're not going to touch base with all the rest of them. No, Everybody, but there's just a big they, montage. Just know that there are lots of scenes to really show you how nuts the world has gone for these chocolate bars. But we will go back. We're going to hit the order of who gets a ticket as we see them get a ticket real quick. So the first person we see win a ticket is Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop, who we find out is the son of the richest butcher? pork butcher. Specifically pig oh, butcher. Yeah, they pork. say pork butcher. Yeah. Hmm. Which again, I have questions because they seem far richer than I would assume the richest pork butcher in this town in Dusselheim, Germany. He's the sausage king, be, I guess. I guess so, dude. Because not only are they rich, they look uber rich. Yeah, they do. They got all um, the nice clothes. Mrs. Gloop has her hair. hair and the, like, she nice. clearly thinks she's way better oh, looking no, than she tell. actually well, is. Well, you can tell she's the type of lady she yeah. is. Augustus barely pays attention nope. to anything that's happening. All Much like his dad. Is, all he cares about is food. Much like his dad. Now, and... The scene is, the guy says he's talking to Mr. Gloop, and he asks him a question, he shoves the microphone in his face, and he eats it. And I gotta say right now, they play that scene like, they want you to think Mr. Gloop is somehow less than? Yeah. No, no, no. This man brought an interview to their dinner. Yeah. No, Mr. Gloop is a hero. Yeah, he is. He is justified 100%. Just, it cracks me up. He's just, so he's like, so what do you think? He just immediately just eats the microphone. Who's next? Who's after him? I think it's... Veruca. Yeah, it's Veruca. Veruca is the next one. Veruca Salt, who is... Um, the most spoiled little girl you're ever going to meet in your entire life. And I I don't feel bad for her dad. Veruca Salt is also one of my favorite early 90s female grunge bands. Is it really? Yeah. I never heard of Veruca Salt. Nope, did not know oh, that. Man. I have to look them up now. Leave Me Lying Here. That's the song. Nice. Just to throw that out, because I definitely know I've got a, a a few friends and people who listen who are definitely music people who are going to... They're going to pop for that one. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I hate her. I hate oh, no, Veruca Salt is 100%. You're not supposed to like this character. No. I mean, like Some of the characters are just supposed to have like uh, obnoxious traits of society. Yeah, they're mostly right? like Mike annoying. TV, Mike TV is just that he, uh, Raul Dahl was trying to make a point about the obnoxiousness of like losing yourself into a television which means he would hate the world we live in yeah he would he would totally hate it uh but so you know like but veruca is one of those characters there's no redemption none like again like augustus gloop is a glutton which again i mean they're saying he eats too much who are we to say too much we live in a world that's all but we're body positive today man it's yeah for real like he wouldn't even be fat now no that kid would that kid would just be be normal he was pretty healthy looking yeah really i mean but 1970s yeah he was husky there so so was I. I was husky. I was a husky kid, too. right? So again, I see. I never saw a problem with Augustus. Glee. I identified with Augustus. Yeah. So like I said, though, we saw uh, Veruca's parents. Yeah. We see them in the scene. It's Henry and Henrietta, and Henry owns a, a peanut, peanut factory, factory. Uh, where they de shell. Again, we have to be specific here because in America, if you own a peanut factory, you probably just farm peanuts. Yeah. And then package them, right? Like, but this is specifically a place that de shells peanuts. Like, this is not a place where they are harvesting. Peanuts. Yeah, and he's got the whole floor just so, unwrapping candy well, bar. And so, like, this is bar. the craziest part to me. Like, that means that he is so wrapped around Veruca's finger, right? That he is 
losing an obscene amount of money because he bought he bought the chocolate bars right shut so he down got the out that money he sh- shut down the factory but he's still paying his labor yeah right and not producing peanuts to sell yeah no he is just going deep in the hole at this point that's why he's so stressed about it it's obscene well and then he promises the bonus right did Grand you hear the dollar the bonus? a pound one, one pound. pound not a pound for every anything no one pound in Your their paycheck packet. will have one pound extra. and the ladies pop for it they do too. they're like woo. that is straight up some indentured Servitude labor right, right there. there oh my goodness it has to be what are we doing like they're already only making three pounds asshole it's crazy yes so we just it lets you know the whole like uh craziness of that scene and then the very end of the scene lets you know that the dad at least knows how spoiled his daughter is but the mom like i don't know she's the way the scene an ends, she's she like just, seems so blissfully unaware yep just as long as she's of how bad yeah exactly. that's what she says like yeah. right like as while long, they're eating and acids like m&ms in the at, like, because they finally yeah they finally found the golden ticket. right they're like oh it's now, over now i want to point out right now since we're since we're just gonna jump around them getting the golden tickets, yeah. How crazy this one is though, because well, this and Charlie, right? So this one and Charlie are the only two times they get a golden ticket where Slugworth is there the second they get the ticket. Yeah, just Matt, he's the Slugworth's the one who goes and pulls he, the lady, lady with the up, ticket up, like, uh, hey, you come with me. And then he is also does with, he work there too? Well, and he's also with Charlie within minutes, yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody else, he's at, like, the big giant publicity thing. So yeah. everybody knows that it's happened. But with the goodness, he was a waiter. Those two. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, those are the again, only it was two. But again, it yeah. was still publicity. It was at the news event. Everybody else is at a news event, a publicity thing. It's been documented that someone won. But Veruca's and Charlie's are magic. Questionable. You say magic. I say magic. I say questionable. All right. Questionable Magic. Sounds like a good band. Those two, though, are just the, they're really strange in that aspect. Because, again, everybody else uh, is literally on TV when you see him. How much did Willy Wonka know? How did Slugworth know? Again, we know because we know that uh, Slugworth actually works for Willy Wonka. Yeah. And he's not actually Slugworth. We'll get to that. But even if we don't know that right now, it is weird. How would he be there unless somehow Willy also would know where the tickets are and he somehow gained that knowledge from there you know somehow that's why There's i was saying trackers on the on the tickets well, this is, so this he 70s, can it's before something like that but he has magic oompa loompa trackers that... now you see why i said questionable it's and i said magic okay i agree now questionable magic thank you <laughs> took us a minute yeah, yeah but dude, we got, we got it. it back uh, so after Veruca, the next winner is um, Violet. We yeah. see Violet. Violet is uh, Violet Beauregard. She is the daughter of a used car salesman. The classic used car salesman. Oh, yes. No, he is every stereotype. Every stereotype of one yeah. you've ever heard of. That's that guy. That and he does it so well. Definitely. And then we see that uh, her favorite candy is gum. Yep. She's she normally a gum chewer. She doesn't eat chocolate. She says specifically at the beginning of the conversation to the reporter, she specifically says I gave up gum when I heard but, about this competition. But then when she tells us that she's had the same piece of gum, she says for three months, which means it's the whole time this competition has been going on, which means that she has not given it up. She has just been having it behind her ear longer than normal. 
That's gross. Because she tells us that anytime she's not chewing, chewing she's she behind her ear. ear which so is if a... she's telling us that during this competition, she has mostly been eating chocolate, she is telling us that for three months, she has gum stuck behind her ear. Almost constantly. Ew. Ew. This girl is not right. No, there. there's something wrong with that. All and right. wouldn't that get stuck in your hair? It's like, there's no way that works. I don't know. That always I, bothered me when I was a kid. It was so disgusting. Yeah, she's so gross. Weird. I don't like her. No. I, don't like, I don't like any of the girls in this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean. They're all gross and rude. Uh, Charlie and Mike TV are the only two that I. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like, I feel like I could hang out with both of those. Kids. Yeah. I could hang out with the group. This is. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I could. It's the man doesn't talk. talk. That's right. Hey, man, as long as we're just sitting there at, like, you know, what's those big... Like one of those big like, German, German restaurants like, yeah. with the buffet. You go in there and we watch. we'll kill it, man. Mike TV is my... Uh, there's a lesson to learn from each of these kids. And the yeah. lesson to learn from Mike TV, obviously... is too much TV is bad for you. Now, that being said, we live in a way different world than the world that and this movie or even Raoul Dahl were writing about. Because now it's TV so, is everything. It's, literally, it's everywhere. It's everything. I love pop culture. Yeah. And to me, well, imagine like, we started a podcast for so again, it. Again, Mike TV is is like, I, I look at this kid and I'm that like. That was me when yeah, I was little. It was. I'm like, I, I had that cap gun. I don't have a single problem with Mike TV. No, none whatsoever. He might no. talk a little too much, but I can fix yeah. that just by like, well, hey, shut up. He's. He's the proto ADD kid. Yeah, that's all it is. ADHD. Yeah, whichever one fits better. I had a friend like him. He was just super hyper. You give yeah. him half a Mountain Dew and just watch him go. But yeah. So again, I don't. Ever, I don't really have a problem with Mike TV. So, but Mike TV is the fourth winner, and we see again our Slugworth. Slugworth sneaking in sneaking. as a reporter this time. Uh, this and we've not said it yet, but I want to point out. I love the guy they got for Slugworth. The scar that's on his face. Just when again you see him the first time, you see him every time. As soon as you see that scar, you're just like, oh yeah, oh, this dude's shit. a bad guy. This guy's up to something bad. Look at that scar. He's Only bad He's guys have face scars. That's so sinister. He's up to something. Yeah. Good guys have body scars. Now, right now, though, I do want to point out, because we are skipping over the song, Cheer Up, Charlie. And we literally, we at least have to, okay, I don't like the song either. Yeah. But we have to bring it up. We can't. Yeah. We can't just ignore it. We can't just fast forward through it like we because do Because I want to at least talk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like everybody does. You fast forward it to it yeah. in the movie. Not only do you fast forward through it in the movie, I swear if you watch it on TV, it's cut for time. Why wouldn't it be? It's pointless. So that way you don't even have to worry about that. Nice. Like the channel automatically. Even, even, if you're watching it on cable, I promise you most channels cut that song for time. Well, here's my, my big problem with that song, right? The feel of that song is so out of place. Yeah. For A, the overall movie, but not even just that. Like, it's specifically when they decided to put it in there, right? Because so they cheer up Charlie comes out. It's, when, but it's right it, when Charlie's about to give up, he's never going to find a ticket. But he's not really, because it's only after the third ticket's been found, there are still two, so it's only like halfway through, right? To me, this song would have made more sense either right after Mike TV when there's only one ticket left, right? Or after the supposed Or after the fake ticket. guy yeah. and he's crying in his bedroom. That, that That's the yeah. scene this song should have played. That's true. Because again, she doesn't actually sing it to Charlie, right? She's no, singing she's it, singing it to the ether. So if she's singing it to the ether, but we know Charlie's awake in the room and hearing it, isn't it that, that is much, a much better scene? Thank you. That's time machine. We got to go back and fix it. If they would have done that, this song would not be a song that we all hate. Yeah. 
We probably still wouldn't. Uh, do we you know, still have the TARDIS from the last episode? I'm telling you. Can we go back and fix it? By no means, though, would this song be like a banger. No, but you know it would mean? fit better. It would fit and the you flow prob- better. And you probably wouldn't just skip over it. A hundred percent. Because as it is, it's just like, okay, I get it. He's sad. It just doesn't play But it right, doesn't. Though. But I'm it, like, like I said, he seems a little whiny in this scene. Like, he's like, I'm never going to get one, okay? Yeah. He even says it to his mom. Because yep. like, if you think I'm going to be the one to find you, you can forget it because it's not going to be me. Well, actually, if anything, I want to point out, though, usually he comes in not that down. And his mom kind of knocks him down a peg. Yeah. Anytime he's okay, she's yeah, she like. she does. She's just like, let's she not get her hopes up too much here. Yeah. It's weird. And don't be wrong. I feel like grandpa usually plays him up. Too a much, too much. <laughs> but she, yeah, she's a she's a total buzzkill. I wrote it in my notes somewhere. I was just like, Grandpa Joe's like, "Hey, we got you some candy. Let's see that gold ticket." And Mom's just back there, just like, "Shut up! Don't get his hopes up. What's wrong with you?" And he's like, "I let the boy live." She is though. She's a total buzzkill. Uh, that happens like two, three times, isn't it? That where they think that they get a piece of candy and they open it and there's no ticket. Yeah. Okay. I want to bring this up right now because so far we've not. We've not talked. Yeah, not we haven't ta- got to the fun part of the well, movie yet. Well, not even that. I just want to touch on this real quick because right now we're about to get to a scene where Grandpa Joe gives another candy bar. Yeah, the surprise in the one. dark. Yeah, yeah, and the, they're they're sharing the moment at night. Right now, that one he shares with him is a real. It's a regular Wonka, Wonka chocolate bar. bar. So my question here right now is: When you watch the movie. Do you not hear the... How do you hear the contest? Because I hear the contest as the golden ticket's going to be in a Wonka Wonka bar. So the traditional Wonka bar, right? But so we also see... He opens like a moon pie thing earlier. on his birthday. On the birthday scene. Again, we kind of skipped over the birthday. It's really sad and depressing. Yeah. We don't need to go back yeah. to it. Charlie is our true hero in that he, again, tries to not make everybody feel bad that they have he, nothing he to give him. He tries to share the moon pie with, with everybody, everybody. But they're like, no. Nah, but, but yeah, so it's a moon pie. And then with the scrum de Leon, just far as I don't know what. I want one, though. Right. I've always wanted one. But so it's, it, it is, we can agree, it's something different. Right? Yeah. So at least this time we see that he's giving him a candy bar he could win. Yeah, because it's actually just a straight-up regular-ass Wonka bar. But so you feel that way, too, though, yeah, right? It, yeah, it be I always thought Wonka that was bar. weird. Any Like, anytime the birthday scene plays, I'm like, that's not a Wonka bar. Well, no, of course it wouldn't have a ticket listen, in it. It's not even the birthday scene. When when we find... So we're, we've already said there's the fake moment happens, a fake ticket winner yeah. has won, and that's... It doesn't even matter. There will be a fake ticket winner. And so Charlie ends up buying chocolate, right? Guys? Yeah. So when he buys the chocolate that time, when he goes in, it's before people know it's fake, right? Yeah. So he goes in and he buys it with the money he found, found in the, the sewer drain. And when he buys it, the first thing out of the candy man's mouth is... Now that all the tickets have been found, I can finally put these back on the shelf. Which one of two, th- which it means two things for sure. Yeah, not even one of two. It means both of these things. <laughs> one, it means he was stockpiling chocolate bars trying to hide tickets. Yeah, he was. Right? You know he was. Uh, well, he's got that pipeline. He's well, the candy again, guy. You want to sell it? Why wouldn't he want to sell it unless he was? He really wanted to get unless that he factory. was hoping he was going to find a ticket. I can make um, this much money just selling the candy bars, but if I win the contest and get the entire factory, I can be a fucking billionaire. <laughs> so that's his thought process. But then beyond that, though, he says he says specifically when Charlie buys a scrumdillium yeah. just bar, he says I don't have to I, hide these I anymore. I don't have to hide these, which implies the scrumdillium just bar was part of the contest. Which is it? Is it not? Is it? Is it just the Wonka bar? I don't know. I don't know. I've had it's yeah, so it bothers hard me to too. follow. It bothers it's so me hard too. to follow um, because they only ever find them in actual regular Wonka bars. In every the scene with Veruca and shit, they have cases of regular Wonka bars. 
That's where they find the ticket. Yep. When Charlie finally finds his, it's a regular Wonka bar. I agree. I agree, man. I agree. Bad continuity writers. So we won't even go back because you've heard us twice now mention that there was a fake winner. There was a fake winner. Again, the better time for the song. Yeah. Cheer up Charlie would have been when he's crying after he hears everybody talking about the fake winner. The only thing I want to bring up about that scene real quick, though, is the mom. Literally, everybody's like, when should we tell Charlie? And she literally says, I definitely don't think we should wake him up. Was that on the table? (laughs) <laughs> was waking up your child to be like your dreams are crushed i don't know she's option. a pretty bad buzzkill she, she might she, she might is. just go in there and just be like hey hey the contest's over you lost go back to sleep I, and then leave i can see her doing it maybe man because that's all i thought whenever like she's the one that says it she's yeah. literally like do we wake him up no she doesn't no do we wake him up would have been nice she says we don't need to wake him up implying <laughs> Somebody was about to go do it. But nobody was. No. So in her head, that was an option. She was just making sure nobody said it. Grandpa George just side-eyes her, just like, the fuck? Why would we? But so, again, the next day, like we've already said, he finds money. He gets his ticket. And uh, immediately gets mobbed by a group of people. Now, this is why I wrote down the name of his boss. Because, again, right now, his boss is a hero. Yeah, he is. If it weren't for Mr. Jopek. Somebody would have snatched that ticket and beat Mr. this kid down. Yeah, they were Mr. Jopek is the one that grabs Charlie and is screaming to him, <laughs> run, run, Charlie! Go home, Charlie! So that's and the... And then he immediately runs into Slugworth. While he's on his way on home. His home. The music. At first, before he gets there, you're like, oh, everything's great. Because we start to hear golden ticket. Yeah, play. we hear little, it in the background. We're just like... And then it stops. And then, boom. There's Slugworth. And we, we finally get introduced to him as Slugworth right yep. now. He was just Scar Guy up to that point. Yep. He tells us his sinister plan finally. Yeah. Why he's been talking to all these ticket winners. And it's that Wonka has created the everlasting gobstopper. We have no idea what that is yet. We just know that it's a thing. He wants one, though. Yep. He's like, if you get one, I'll give you money. Mad stacks. Your family will be set forever. Just give me a piece of candy. It's all I want. Usually that's the other way around. Then Charlie runs off. He's back home. Yeah. No, no problems. No, it's just all good. The music starts again. We get our happy, happy day. He gets in the door. He tells everybody he won. No one fucking believes him. <laughs> no, Grandpa Joe does. He says, oh, don't pull my leg. This yeah, no, but I mean, over. compared to everybody else, Grandpa Joe is the one. Because as soon as he pulls out the ticket, he's like, let me see it. What happens it. instantly? Grandpa Joe gets out of bed. Yeah, he does. This man hasn't moved for 20 years. He gets up out of bed. Because he gets- Because he is. Because this song is that hype. Yeah, it is. Through the, the power of song and dance. The words just start walk. coming to him. He is back. And we finally see these grandparents up out of the bed. And you could see a little bit of it before this moment but as soon as they get out of bed as soon as Joe Grandpa Joe is out of bed you see how disgusting these clothes are yeah, they and are, I don't know like about stains. you but when I was a kid again I don't know if it's because I'm now watching like a HD version of the movie but as a kid I don't remember the clothes looking that bad no I don't either they were just kind of like but these things are foul yeah, they are. they're filthy they are stained. They've definitely been in that bed for 20 years. Yeah, they have. And probably in those clothes. Which is unacceptable. His mom is a washerwoman. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> we we never mentioned it before, but his mom is a washerwoman that washes clothes. So that is completely Excellent unacceptable. Point. Excellent point. But yeah, so they, they, they sing what is one of my favorite songs in the Mine movie. Mine too. I love this song. I love it. I love it. Did, were you singing along the whole time? While you were watching? Me yeah. too. Every I've watched this movie multiple times for this 
and I sang it every time. I never dreamed that I would climb over the moon in ecstasy, but nevertheless, it's there that I'm shortly about to be. Because I've got a golden ticket. All right, we're going to go I can, further. I don't, I no, I can stop. do every word. I can like, do I every better word. Stop. We better stop. We got to stop because, again. That's my one singing. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I can't promise that. Mine's horrible, but I'm, I'm the kind of person that does not care. So, guys, be prepared. When we get movies with some, some, some good, good tunes, I'm probably going to belt them out because yep. I'm just that person. Let's do it. KFC the musical. <laughs> Uh, we get this song, and it, again, as soon as the song is over, they're like, "All right, we have to get ready." And yeah, the mom tomorrow. says, "The well, no, Joe just says we have to get ready." He doesn't realize how badly they yeah. need to get ready. He just does it, and that's when the mom hits us with the "It's it's tomorrow." tomorrow. And he immediately is just like, "Oh, we have so much to do here. Comb your hair, polish your shoes, put on your shirt, and stuff." And the mom's like, like he's I, about got to, it. "I got it." Like Chill. he's about to walk out the door yeah, with like, his coat on and the nasty, the dirty. Nasty shirt he's just gonna go he's i got my slippers and my cane i'm ready and then we just cut to the next day and we got a big dun, 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 big band and big a celebration fair, big fair. everybody's out so this is the point where i i, I will i'll go ahead and say because it's in my notes we are literally right now so we're not even in the mood we're not even in the chocolate factory we are yet, outside right? the we're gate. outside the gate this is exactly the halfway point of the movie Jesus Christ, really? Outside the gate, halfway point of the movie. Wow. When the scene opens. So think about that. From when the scene opens until we actually get to, say, the waterfall room, right? Because we can all agree, me, you, and everybody listening. Doesn't really start till we get to the You don't see the room. factory until you see the waterfall room. That's where you can say it starts, yeah, right? Yeah, that's where the that that is. is. And what, that's got to be 15 minutes from, from where from this part is. Point. Yes, it is. Because this is what I was saying. Dude, so little of this movie actually takes takes place in the it's factory the best part but it's just they write it so well that you don't feel it, it it is such a world to live in that you again you just feel like you're in that world way longer yeah. than you are you're just chilling ready for it to happen but yeah we got the big band and the news crews and everybody and all the ticket winners are there and they're ready and we're all waiting for wonka to come out and then like, a bell goes off or something and everybody kind of quiets down and he starts he starts coming out real limping on the cane and he's going real slow and then his cane gets stuck in a rock and everybody kind of goes <gasps> and then, and then he does off. a sick forward flip rolls right up Ta-da! i'm okay and kudos big pop everybody was kudos like, to gene wilde oh yeah it was perfect like uh, he he insisted that scene be in oh, there of course he did he was like no if i'm gonna do it this is how we're gonna start that gene way gene wilder is one of my favorite actors yeah he's a genius i can believe that because like, after that point you can't tell whether wonka is telling the truth or not because that immediately, as soon as you meet him, you think, "Oh, he's a crippled old guy," and then no, he does a sick flip and jumps up, and he's all, and it's like, "Okay, maybe not." Again, since we just watched the Doctor Who movie multiple, multiple times, yeah. Again, all that popped into my head when he did that was <laughs> the, the Doctor lies. The Doctor lies. <laughs> nice. I was like, uh, "That's all I could think." I was oh, just Gene like, Wilder would have been a great Doctor. I agree. That would have been I fantastic. Agree. I literally think that his Willy Wonka would be a great, great doctor. doctor Who. Yes, dude. That's what the Doctor doing on his off time he just goes and makes candy glad we're in agreement here. yes all right but so, yeah so we immediately go from there we see him interact with the kids real quick as yeah he, they gets the tickets he and gets the tickets that go inside it's time to do the signatures yeah to agree the, to go in the, the contract, contract the starts contract. off gigantic big letters and just progressively smaller gets and smaller, smaller, and smaller so you can't smaller, tell smaller, what's being smaller. said to each of them yeah and, and literally the uh the used car salesman like you would expect is the man that he's <laughs> he knows like, the contract he says contractors i don't trust a contract my daughter ain't signing no contract and wonka's just like you want you know begrudge me a little protection just a drop 
And then that's when Veruca's dad tries to say no. And of course, Veruca being Veruca says, I'm the first one, Simon. I don't care what you think. You're always trying to make things difficult. You don't get to tell me I'm going to do it. And that just starts it off where, well, she did it. We all might as well go for it. Grandpa Joe is awesome. He's just like, we ain't got nothing to lose. Go for it, Charlie. Like, what? They're going to take our shitty barn? We're a poor family. Yeah. Like, "Mm." But yeah, so Can't then get any worse, right? So then we immediately go from there to the, the room that well, the weird the, room that with no door, the the room, the room. Again, he says room. he says they're about to go down a hallway, but it's a room. Yeah, it's just a room. And then they door all, door. Where's the door? He's banging around. Everybody's smashed in, and then they go and, and he like, says, "That's the door." And everybody, that's we've the just door. gone we through there. But so then Emily they walks through, and so then they immediately go from there into the hallway, and we get okay. So again, I love Mike TV. I'm not a fan of Mike TV's mom, Mm-mm. and so this is the, the again the there musical are lots, lock. There are lots of scenes. What the musical lock? Well, no. Before we even get to the musical lock, she says something that aggravates me. Oh, really? Walking down this hallway because the hallway. Remember, this is the where it's getting smaller, right? No, it's not. He's getting bigger. He's getting bigger. So let's look at this. As of right now, now again, later in the movie, we could believe the sciency magic because we see Wonka pull off a lot of sciency magic, right? Yeah. Right now, nobody knows that about the man. Yeah. And her instant thought isn't, oh, the kids with the rationality of the room that could be built smaller Smaller. to one end is stupid. It's got to be that this man is magically getting bigger. But she's stupid anyway, dude. She is. I just, everything about her aggravates me and it starts from this moment. they 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 make a pretty good joke when he goes to the door and he's like it's a musical lock and that no, little that little refrain dart. and she yes and she's like Rachmaninoff and Mr. Salt looks at her like no no it's not I literally the only reason I even know Rachmaninoff as a person is because, because of, of this, this woman's incorrect answer yep. of Rachmaninoff mm-hmm. and so confidently dude yeah she just, just Rachmaninoff <laughs> it's awful awful yeah so then we we get inside from the musical lock oh we skip the the first lock 9944 100 pure. pure i love i love every aspect of willy wonka and his, his yeah weird eccentricness throughout this, this i love how place. he deflects questions <laughs> he's just, when they ask him about the really small print on the contract he's just like ah, i'm sorry if you have any problems please dial information thank you for calling and then walks off <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a trifle deaf in this ear. Please speak louder next time. All questions must be submitted in writing. Every time, every they time ha- they ask yes. him a question, he deflects with it's something. Great. It's great. But so then we we make our way inside mm-hmm. after the combination, the musical combination, and we immediately get our next song, "Pure Imagination," yeah. which is my one of my personal favorites. I sing it all the time when I'm by myself and no one's around. Because you can't help but not do it when yep. you think about it. It's like, you're just like, come with me and you'll see. Because it's the room oh, where everything oh. is eatable. Yeah, edible. You can I mean, almost you can eat, eat almost, almost anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love this room. I wanted to go to this place what? so Okay, bad. okay, again. So, again, we don't need to go over every bit. No. We just know that everybody that's listening, if you haven't seen the movie, A, shame on you. We've already said this. Yeah, for Probably again before we're done. Uh, but just know that it's a room full of, again, much like the the quote we just gave you, everything is, is edible. It's edible. Eatable. Almost. Yeah, almost. You can... Within reason. I mean, he eats a leaf. Well, he... You can even eat the leaves. He eats the teacup. The full yeah, teacup. Yeah, he eats a teacup that looks like a flower. Uh, but so, I again, want we don't, the giant... Okay, so again, sh- sh- I want the giant gummy bear, we, Okay, so that's what's... Again, that's my question. You're jumping ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, that's the question I want to ask. We're not going to go over everything in the room. 
What's your favorite thing in the room? Obviously, we already know, but go ahead and say it again. I want the giant gummy bears. They grow on trees. Again, yes. people, we, we, let people know in case they re- don't. It's a renewable resource. You just you, you plant the gummy bear tree and you wait six months. It grows giant gummy bears. You harvest the gummy bears and then it grows more. So my favorite is the, it's got to be the whipped cream. The, the whipped cream mushroom? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like mushrooms, but for some reason, that mushroom, that giant, good. like, with the red cream, and white spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just, love that. Well, the TV's mom, she's in there, hand yeah, for hand, like, oh, yeah. It's mm. the only thing I agree with her on. But then they notice the Chocolate River, right? And a goof After the song. And yeah. a, well, no, the Oompa Loompas come out first, and then a goof oh, yeah. just does his stuff. Well, no, but we uh, you see him before that. He's already drinking from the river. Oh, is he? Yeah. They just don't no, in one of the pan out. scenes, like, that's how, again, he is such a glutton that basically he ate one or two things and then immediately just started drinking from the river. He's like, this is chocolate. I'm in. So like, give me a straw. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely see him once before he falls in, for sure. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. And, but yeah, so then we get to meet our Oompa Loompas, which again is... The reason for our beer here, Jinkies. Uh, Oompa Loompa for our Oompa. Our Oompa Oktoberfest beer. But so we find but, them, we see them, and Doc and Willy Wonka says, these are my Oompa Loompas from Loompa Land. There's no such place. No such place. I'm a geography teacher. There's no such place. Shut up, Mike TV's mom. And then, and then he <laughs> proceeds to say, but of course... I saved them from Loompa Land, and yeah. it's a real place. I had to keep them away from all the wangdoodles and hornswogglers and snozwangers and, and rotten, rotten vermicious canids. Hornswanglers, vermicious canids. So rubbish is that? I love Mr. Salt. He's my favorite of the parents. Uh, but so the Oompa Loompas. Right now, we don't. We we just see that they work there, and they're it's endangered and- slaves. Maybe they have like really sweet apartment complexes. Yeah, I understand. And but then we they're get, definitely not getting paid. And then we get the line from Veruca. <laughs> I, I need want, a slave. Yeah, essentially. I She's like, I need a slave. Yeah. And I'll get you one before the day is over with. Daddy, I want it's one not, now. It's not fair. But yeah, so then we see Augustus again and he falls in. Yep. And Wonka is just concerned about his chocolate. Help. Police. police murder. murder. <laughs> and then poor Augustus, he gets sucked, sucked up in straight jewel. and shot through a pipe, yep. which is really funny because it gets stuck halfway and you can see him in there yelling for help. Yeah. And Wonka's just sitting there, he's just like, the suspense is terrible. I hope it'll last. Which is another clue that this is all a little bit more sinister than you would think because he looks like a psychopath while he says it. Yeah, so he shoots up through the tube. Through the pipe. We get from Grandpa Joe. Remember when you asked me how bullets exit out of a gun? Which is not true. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. It has nothing to do with anything about how that happened. We then go from from this to our first Oompa Loompa song. Yeah, because again, anytime this happens, we when uh, something bad happens to the kids. One of the kids, we get an Oompa Loompa song that is literally just there to tell us this don't, is the lesson you should learn. Yeah, don't don't be like this. The Oompa Loompas literally give you the key to winning this game. That's right. So this this we we get our Oompa Loompa song and we get uh, Mrs. Gloop rushed off so yeah, that way she can collect her son. He's been made into Fajanoi. Wonka summons the boat. Yeah, the Wonkatania, the super dope paddle wheel boat. The scariest part of the movie. Yes. Oh, my God. Because it starts off all nice and peaceful, and they're just kind of going down the chocolate river, and then they go in this tunnel, and it all gets really dark all of real quick. Cuts all these scenes. Oh, the- one the- second. Before we get on the boat, I just have to point this out. <laughs> this is the moment where Grandpa Joe keeps it super real about <laughs> Veruca. Before they get on the boat... She says something about how she gets to get on the boat first. Because she's a lady. She's a lady, and he says, if she's a lady, 
I'm a river. It's just Kinnead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then after that, in the middle of the boat ride, is the what she needs is real kick in the pants. Yeah. Like he's keeping it yeah, real. Yeah, he is. He's not having Baruka. any of Baruka shit. And all of that, again, he is almost always right next to her dad. Like yeah. there's no way Baruka's dad it. is not hearing all he these knows. things. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I know. But I'm just saying, like, that's how real Grandpa Joe Yeah, he is. He don't give a fuck. All right. Now let's get back to the boat ride because the boat ride is insane. Oh, I didn't mean to skip that, but no, I love fine. that about this. No, it's great. But the boat ride is scary as hell man when, no when you're a kid it, the boat ride is literally just like it's you would you would you'd cover your eyes yeah during this scene there's crazy leave the room there's crazy stuff going on on the walls bugs, bugs. like a the chicken gets its head cut off yes right that i was thought nuts. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a blowing? And then it just goes into lines and lines about hell oh, and depravity. Because this man is seriously. Fires of hell are glowing? He's literally descending into madness and he's taking everybody on a boat ride to hell. That scream is terrifying that he ends it with. Oh my goodness. It's absolutely and then, horrifying. And then, and then stop. Stop. The boat, and then instant, it's all done. We're here. Where's here? We're here. Everything's calm again, and we get off the boat. We're at the inventing room. Yeah, we're at an R and D lab where he makes all of his most experimental stuff. No touching, no discussing, and keep your hands to yourself. Yes, uh, we we get inside. Uh, my favorite thing that gets pointed out uh, right away. Again, I don't want to touch base on... There's a lot of things going on. There's oh, yeah. a lot of puns happening. Yeah. <laughs> this is the room... This is the moment where if you love a good pun, yeah, you get like 10 puns it. right away. The, the It needs a little it, more kick. Yeah, it needs a little more <laughs> kick. We've got no time to waste. <laughs> he drops in a clock. Yeah. But so my favorite of the things that happen here, of the, of the just quickly passing through scene moments, yeah. is the when Mr. Salt says, Butter scotch, butter gin, butter rum... You got something going on the side here, Wonka. Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. This is my favorite. Right, I no, love it's that. so good. There are two main things we get from this room. The first main thing we get from this room is going to be the everlasting gobstopper. Yeah. We hear it. We see them. Well, no, we it's definitely under hear sheets. And we stuff. hear the machine first. Yeah, because Mister. I'll never What's in my name? life. Veronica's mom. Violet's dad. Shit. Beauregard, Mister. Beauregard. Beauregard. Veronica's mom. That was really wrong. <laughs> Yeah, they they come up to it and you hear again you hear it first yeah. and I will never in my life not know that sound that right. Yes, exactly the weird like spring sound yeah and shit makes crazy noises and it's all under uh, sheets so you don't yeah. actually see anything. So you as soon as you hear it, you know. But yeah. so he pulls out the everlasting gobstopper. He tells everybody finally what it is. Again, we can assume with a name like everlasting that, that it was never going to end. Yeah. We didn't know how magical this man was until relatively recently yeah and so now we know he can indeed and probably could did make candy that will never disappear yeah it's for kids who don't have a lot of money it's for you charlie sucking and sucking it's for charlie sucking. bucket yep it's specifically out of these kids for, for charlie. charlie bucket oh and did you notice Most of them all the other kids are like i want one and charlie's the only one back there who's just kind of like quiet yeah he doesn't actually ask for a gobstopper because charlie's the kid man Grandpa Joe has to tell Wonka, yeah, hey, yeah. one for Charlie. Yep. And he's yep. like, ah, yeah, one for Charlie. Yep. So there's, mm, Charlie's the good kid here. Always has been. Oh, yeah. 
So then, and we see, you know, several, uh, we see Veruca specifically fingers crossed behind her back. Yeah. We can, you can tell some of the other kids are also maybe thinking. Yeah, they're full of shit. They're, they're, they're going like, to be yeah, we're, selling we're, this we're off. We're totally going to give this a chance. Worth. But so then the next machine we see is the crazy, the gum machine. Yeah. The, the, the three course meal. meal and gum. literally you see bees flying around. They're and you see like, honey. you see mashed potatoes. <laughs> mashed potatoes and, and stuff. stuff. And so you're just like, what in the, what, what is, is this? And of course, if anybody's going to run up. We already know who it's going to be. Yep. It's going to be our nasty, disgusting little girl, Violet, because yep. she loves love gum. gum. But I love this. This I love this line. I use this line all the time when I'm trying to find like a con- remote control or something. The button, button, who's got the button? I do it all the time, and it's because of this movie. It's a great line. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. Button, button, who's got the button? It's right over there. Ah. Good and so then it's a three-course dinner. She snatches the gum when she finds that out. And she no, stop. Chewing. Don't. Yes. Stop. Don't. <laughs> and she immediately starts telling us what the meal is. I'm going to save everybody the slow draw that she gives. It yep. is tomato soup, roast beef, and a baked potato, which is weird because we saw mashed. Yeah. And a blueberry pie and cream for dessert. And when she tells us it's a blueberry pie, she starts turning blue. You're turning violet, Violet. It's vi- it, This is the exact quote. It's my favorite. It's Violet. You're turning violet, Violet. There are three. <laughs> there are you three? have to make sure you say oh, it three times. My, my Two bad. of them are names and one of them is the word. My bad. I got I missed one. You did. My favorite quote out of that is after the after she blows up into the blueberry and he calls the yes. Oompa Loompas and they do their song. They're leading him out. He's like, I got a blueberry for a daughter. Now here's the thing I took away from this scene. One of the things that Wonka tells us is there's nothing to worry about. And he says, It always happens at dessert. Yeah. They, they always we turn, turn into, into blueberries. blueberries. How many poor Oompa Loompas got <laughs> turned into blueberries? And where are the blue Oompa Loompas at? Maybe they can dye the skin back to orange somehow. I don't know. Again, so this is a moment we're going to we're gonna break. If you just go by this movie, all these kids are dead. Yeah, right? they we're are dead. This. We never see them again in this movie. Yeah. In the story, we see them again and her skin is permanently blue. Is it? Yeah. Aw. No, again, if we want to live in the world of this, we have no idea they're dead. Yeah, they die. Uh, which So in that case, is again, it's still super simple because it means that most likely all those Oompa Loompas are gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, the other assumption here is he says that she'll be fine, right? Yeah. Because they're going to juice her. Yeah, they're just going to tend her to the juicing room. So here's my question, though. What if Oompa Loompas are, again, there's they're some kind of magical things, right? What if they are more elastic than people? Oh, yeah, that's what right. What if she can't survive? Yeah, what if she doesn't process? spring back to what she was and she just bursts like a grape? All right, so we leave this room and we go to... Um, I think it's oh, we, we get... We, the next room we get, a full room, is going to be the fizzy lifting Oh, we get walk past the but lickable before, wallpaper. Yeah, we get the lickable wallpaper in which we get the scene... Strawberries taste, taste like, like strawberries. And the snozberries taste like snozberries. All right, here we go. Here's a moment because you're not a Raoul Dahl book reader. I'm going to hit you with some knowledge for you. Cool. So we all assume snozberries means nose, right? Yeah. According to Raoul Dahl's books, this would be a much dirtier place. I'm going to leave it at that. Anybody oh. who is a listener, it's which is all we have right now. Yeah. You guys don't know exactly what I'm saying, but just know it is way dirtier than a nose. No. Oh, God. We all live in a world where it's just again. I don't. I I never lived in a world where it wasn't. Yeah, I just, just know that. It. I just know that in one of his other books, yeah. he does insinuate that it is snozberries is something different because again, snoz means nose. Yeah. So where would you ever start to think that it means anything different, especially as a child? Yeah. You wouldn't. Never. 
if you go by Raul Dahl's books, it is it's different. And everybody, worse. again, I'm not telling you to look it up. Look it up. That's the only way you're going to find out because I'm not going to tell you. All right, let's move on. So we leave that room and we go to, we walk past fizzy lifting. Wonka doesn't even go in there. Wonka just kind of says, this is it. It does the thing. It, it lifts you off the ground, but it's too powerful. You can't go. have any. Let's get out of here. And so then Grandpa Joe, don't get me wrong. It's not like he's twisting Charlie's arm. No, Charlie he, immediate, he immediately was like, yeah, let's But Grandpa do it. Joe is the one who says, let's try something. Let's, let's steal this drink. Right yeah, now. we're going to do this. And so I want to point out that this is the reason I think that at the end of the movie, Grandpa Joe feels so bad about Charlie not being able to pick. Yeah. It's because... It's his fault. Grandpa Joe messed up. Yeah. Not Charlie. So yeah, this scene we get, they, they drink the fizzy lifting drink. And when they drink the fizzy lifting drink, they, they start... It, it, think, think huffing helium, but it actually does what you think <laughs> it would do. Yeah, it actually makes you float. It makes you like a cartoon. And so you just start floating like a balloon. Because that's exactly what happens. They start slowly yeah. floating. And I'm they start bird. doing tricks. And then Grandpa Joe starts doing a front flip. Yep. Which again, how is this man not throwing out a hip? He's been bedridden. He's been bedridden for, for the 20 last years. 20 years. He's only not been out of bed, we can assume, for eight hours. Because again, he was, yeah, the, day it was before, the day before. He went to bed at the end of the night. Yeah. Magic. Yeah, so this, this man power is, of song. But so then we 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 get from Grandpa Joe and Charlie. They're both like, "Oh no, we have to. We can't get down. We need to stop." And they look up There's and they're a like, big "There's fan. fan." Now I don't know about you, but I never watch this scene and see that fan and think it looks menacing. No, it seems very slow. Yeah, it's just it doesn't look like it's supposed to be sharp blades. It looks like you could stop it with your hand. I never was like, like why a are they so? Fan. Yeah, I was. I was. I never saw that as a kid and was like, I, I. Why are they so scared? That and like you could just kind of just there's well, the bar like Grandpa well, Joe even like well, stops himself. Well, in like worst case scenario, you get tired of holding yourself with an arm, right? You just plank on the long giant metal yeah. bar. You just, just plank kinda, on it. You just lay. Just kind of lay on it until it all wears off and then you sink. I don't know. They weren't in any yeah. real danger. That's how I feel. But yeah. so then they start. They they realize the only way to counter the effects is to burp. It's to release gas. They say burp. But my here's my question for you: Is it any gas? <laughs> just fart and dirt start they? dropping. I mean, yeah, I, I, I see why right? it would, wouldn't work that way. I think it works that way. Okay. If, so if, if you have, if you can't burp, try if to you fart. find yourself with some fizzy lifting drinks and, and you, you can't get down, try both. Try both. Don't just automatically assume the other won't Do help. Do both at the same time. You'll drop like a stone. Well, that <laughs> might be dangerous. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Don't do that. But so then uh, we see Grandpa Joe and Charlie immediately run to catch up. It's because... almost like he was paused too. Did you oh, notice? No, no, no. It's literally like everything waited for Charlie for to them show back to get up. up. Yeah, yeah. They run into the egg room. Yeah, the golden goose room, and we get to hear again. Even though they weren't with them, yeah, we we, we still, still get an hear explanation. the entire explanation of the the golden goose room. And so this is a room where these are chocolate filled golden eggs for Easter. Easter. And so the golden goose, the golden geese, geeses, geese. She says geeses. I know. It's so <laughs> wrong every time I hear it. But so the golden geese lay eggs all year in preparation for, for Easter. Easter. And according to Willy Wonka, they work hard. And then we hear while they're all there, all these eggs are getting, they're fine. But then we, in the background, we just hear, <laughs> and an egg drop. That's the, egg, like, the egg detector. The egg detector. They're all like, what's that for? He's like, well, some eggs. Are bad. Yeah. Bad eggs. This is this determines the good eggs from the bad eggs. It's an educated egg detector. That's right. <laughs> and so uh, then we get a scene from Veruca song. Yep. She's the only child. She, yeah. Right? That gets her own yeah, song. Yeah, she's the only one. Because uh, Charlie 
sings some with grandpa with grandpa but he's not very it's good. not and it's not his only song yeah i mean yeah. it's not just him yeah it's not a solo she gets she the, is solo. the solo and she's good she is good i like the song I just don't it's like one her. of my favorite songs in yeah the well, don't care how i want it now but so we then uh see her she, she, she sings her song and when she's done with her song she finishes it by standing, standing on, on top the, of the educated egg detector <laughs> and, and, and she immediately falls. The most epic, and she screams like it's yeah. bow, bow. no. And it holds for a while. You hear it just descend into and immediately, silence. immediately, Mister Salt is like, "Where's my daughter?" Oh, the that goes to the furnace. Yeah, the incinerator. She'll be sizzled like a sausage. Well, every other week. Yeah, so there's a good chance that she's, she's fine. Just, you know, yeah. and he goes dives head first after her and stuff. And Grandpa makes a great joke. He's like, "Well, Mister Salt finally got what he wanted. What's that?" Veruca, Veruca went, went first. first. <laughs> they are a couple of bad eggs. Uh huh. He calls on the Oompa Loompas and the Oompa Loompa. He tells them they just need to go check, check the trash chute. Yeah, check it. He doesn't say they're going to be there. He just he He's kind of just look. hoping. He's kind of just hoping. Yeah. Because uh, so the furnace could be off. Maybe. Possibly. Every other week. Every other week. Flip a coin. Yep. Bing. You got a 50-50 shot, right? So they're, they're dead. dead. They're they're dead. Again, the way this movie plays, they're, they're, we never see these kids again. dead. We never get that moment no. in this movie. All we get is a line of dialogue from Wonka like, no, they're fine. So then we leave this room. We get the Wonka, Wonka wash. Yeah. The, the Wonka wash. Yeah. And the Wonka mobile. No, but he doesn't. He that's not the focus of the scene. He wants people to see the Wonka wash. I know. We're, Wonka we wash backwards. Yeah, we get on the. I know. I know what happened. I didn't know the scene. Yeah. This, but again, the scene is about selling us the Wonka wash. We hear it forwards and backwards. Wonka wash. Hissa. I don't even know. I was going to say, can you do it backwards? No, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. It's the one thing I I love this movie. I know the words back. Like I know how to. I know what it looks like backwards. Yeah. It does not set. Like if you, you were to, say if, it. when you think it phonetically, it is not the way that Gene Wilder says it. And I I can't say it the way I've tried so many times. Is that Japanese? I, it's Wonka Wash. It, it sounds like it when yeah. he says it. That's it the thing. sounds like Hiawatha. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So it's Wonka Wash forwards and backwards. Yes, it is the Wonka Mobile. I'm not denying it, but. <laughs> That thing moves at like two miles an hour. That is not the selling point of this scene. But he really opened it up that time to see what it could do. That's horrible. <laughs> so again, the selling point in the scene is this crazy Wonka wash technology yeah. because it literally takes every bubble out like the that. Finest bath Grandpa's had in 20 years. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think the Wonka wash is the most important. Yeah. <laughs> but so we leave the Wonka wash, Wonka mobile room. Yeah. Uh, which has no point other than to no. drive through and then be clean. Yep, just something and fun a very for us small, to do. Yeah. Well, I don't even think in the factory, because no, it can't travel very fast, so it can't leave the spot it's in. I just wanted the to show is, you my cool thing. I haven't figured out a purpose for it yet. Yeah, but it's cool. But Look, this is what it does. It instantly cleans you. Yes, because that's the kind of man Wonka is. He's yeah. less about what it, like what the actual practical use is, but it's just cool more about making the cool thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so then we get my TV and Wonka Vision. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to sell me on trying to say which one, <laughs> what's the most important out of the three things, and you kept yelling Wonka Vision at me, I would say yes, you're right. That's the most important. It's the most impractical. Yes. Is horribly for what he's using it for. This could have so many uses in so many places. Yep. Not not for making chocolate because no. he made a seventeen ton chocolate bar into a five ounce chocolate bar. 
That's a bit of a cost difference. Yeah, that's not cost effective. That's no. the opposite of cost effective. You're losing it's money. It's cost deductive. Yeah. You're losing money. You're losing so much money doing that. Uh, it costs off. Now, that. that being said, our theory about him being a madman who's killing kids, these are just his evil genius, genius. inventions, yeah. right? Like, I mean, he's got a shrink ray and, and teleportation. These are things that madmen yeah, make. In, I have no practical use for comic this, but book, look how cool it comic is. Comic books would tell me this is a bad guy. Yeah, this is a supervillain right now. Right? Like, I mean, we can all agree here. You can't stop me, Superman. Exactly. I have my shrink ray. Exactly. <laughs> okay, but so we get a shrunken down Mike TV. Yep. He is now a... Uh, Six inches tall. He can now live among the Lilliputians, uh, the borrowers. The borrowers. He will be right at home with all of these people. Yeah. A uh, very tiny Mike TV gets dropped in his mom's purse and then sent to the, the taffy pulling room. And the, right? the one Oompa Loompa like, just bends down and asks Wonka if he's going to be held responsible if anything happens. And Wonka's like, no, I won't hold you any responsible. Yeah. You're fine. Because so boys are, little boys are elastic. Naturally elastic. Yes, yeah. yes. That's what he says. Yeah. So we're going to just, we're going to stretch him back into shape. But so then we so we leave that room. Yeah. Now now so we're left. Tour's, with, o- tour's over. We're left with just Charlie. Yeah. Right. And so we we go to Wonka's office, and in Wonka's office, there's this scene where Grandpa brings it up. He's like, "What about the what about the chocolate? What about the chocolate? When does Charlie get his shit?" And Wonka loses it. Goes off. Starts yelling at him. It's right here. Clear clear as crystal, black and white. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. They bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sanitized. You lose, sir. Good day. And then Grandpa Joe tries to stammer a couple of words. And before he can get even anything in, like, coherent out, immediately Willy Wonka follows it up with, I said good day, sir. And that's it. And that we think is going to be the yeah. end. That's that's Grandpa the end. Joe's like, let's get he out says, of here. Go to the door and see yourself out yeah. in not so friendly of terms. Yeah. And then Charlie, Charlie stops. He turns around. He's got the gobstopper again. Charlie, the kid who the gobstopper is made for. Yeah. The kid who has no money. The kid who this would be the thing that he would make Handy forever feel happy about his existence for right. the rest of forever because he doesn't have to feel left out of all these other kids and their candy. Right? Like, this is my candy. It lasts forever. Takes it, puts it back on the table right in front of Willy Wonka and all of his madcap half half stuff. Everything's cut in half. Everything. I, love I love his office. I do too. But so he puts it back on the desk and as soon as he puts it back on the desk, all we hear is mouthy breath of Willy Wonka is, so shines a good deed in a weary world. And then he calls Charlie back. He's like, Charlie, you did it. You've won. You're the, you did it. You're the hero. I knew you could. I knew you could. I believed in you the whole time. And that's like he's when going, he, He's elated. And again, <laughs> we are now officially three minutes from the end of the movie, and we just now get told, like, I mean, essentially yeah. 30 seconds credits roll, we get told. <laughs> oh, by the way, this was just a contest and a sham. I set it all up. That so Slugworth I, guy, his name is Mr. Wilkinson. He works for me. Uh, Say so hi. <laughs> not really something you have to worry about, not a threat. No. Um, my only problem when I found that out is, so Grandpa Joe told us about Slugworth in the beginning when we heard about the history. I want to know the story of the real man. Maybe that'll be in the prequel that, thing. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get to find out about the real Slugworth. Or at least we find out if there is a real Slugworth. And if there isn't, uh, think about that. 
That is such a slow, long burn. Yeah, he put Wonka. the idea of Slugworth that. out there years ago. He's been planning his retirement for like 20 years now. Right? Jeez. Again, the revelations when you stop to think about some of this stuff. I never even crazy, thought of that. Right? Never even thought of that. crazy. That is nuts. We we see Willy Wonka says, all right, well, now i got to take you to something special because yeah, you're the we're, winner. We're, we're going to take so the Wonka Vader. It's not, it's not the Wonka Vader. If we're, again, if you're going to get on me about forgetting the Wonka Mobile... I'm going to get on you right now. It is the Great Glass Wonka Vader. That wow, is part of the name. Very sorry. Great Glass the Wonka Great Vader. Great Glass Wonka Vader. I, I cut off some of its glory. I feel awful. Well, it's only because it's important that it's made out but of glass. glass. It's not really. Again, I do believe all of you have seen this. And if you haven't, again, I will say shame, shame on, on you. you. But this is not actually made out of glass in case you have not seen the movie. No. It has a very strong bronze mm, frame, yeah, it looks like. Framed in bronze with glass doors. Yeah. and it, it, Plexiglass. Yeah, plexiglass even. Uh, but so he makes a point that it is glass. And then he says, let's get in. And they're like, oh, it's an elevator. And he says, No. no. No, Charlie. An elevator can only do, go up do and you down. Not, do you not know me Have you yet? not been paying any fucking attention to this entire day? <laughs> I am a madman who makes not. crazy things. This is a Wonkavator. A Wonkavator can go long ways and slant ways and short ways and sideways. And back ways and forward ways and up ways and slide ways. <laughs> so we get it. It can go lots of ways. And he says to him, you can go to any room in this factory just by pushing one of these buttons. And I've pushed them all. Except Except for one, that one. Now, here's my thing. He had someone build to him this elevator. And he told this man, I want you to make me a button. That I don't know what it does. I don't know what it does. <laughs> now, again, he's he wants us to believe he doesn't know what it does. Yeah. But as soon as it pushed, he instantly knows. Yeah, the he is out. instantly knows. But so here's my thing. Either request is insane. He either went to a man and said, I want you to make me a thing. And not tell me what and it does. And not tell me what the last button does and where it goes. Or he went to a man and said, I want you to make me a thing. And I want the last button to shoot us out the roof. Like a cannon. Just straight out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Both, either way, it's an yeah, insane request. Nuts. But so he does. He pushed. He says, Charlie, I've pushed all of them except for this one. You. You push you the push button. this last button. Charlie pushes the button as they start going up. Willie Wonka kind of mutters to himself, not really to the group. No, he kind of mutters to himself. Come on, come on, we faster, faster. faster. <laughs> if we don't pick up enough speed, we'll never make it through. To which Grandpa, again, this wasn't said to Grandpa. No, he's kind of just sitting there looking at the madman muttering to himself, <laughs> and he's like. Make it through what? 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 what, Make it through what? What what are we going to do? And so Willy Wonka's like, oh, yeah, there are people with me. (laughs) If if we don't go fast enough, we'll be cut to ribbons. Yep. Because we're going up and out. So if we don't get enough speed, we're just going to smash into it. Again, now that being said, once we see what they're actually shooting up towards, the kind of glass window... It's absurd that he ever made them think yeah. they were going to be hurt. The bronze frame Has with the giant, giant rod on the top was always going to shatter yeah. that glass before they ever had a problem. Because it's not special glass. It's just like the sunroof on top yeah, of a super building. Super thin layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's the no problem here. flimsy metal frame. You could kick through it. But so the, that's when we get the the glorious in shot of the movie. We get to see the, over the whole Hamlet. 
Charlie's like, I think I can see my house from Look, here. Look, there's my school. And I wanted to be like his house, his hovel. Yeah, your your shed that you live in. Uh, and then and Willy Wonka is just breaking down like, yeah, the factory is yours. You can move your whole family in. I had to find a kid because an adult could never do it. Again, this is that moment where it's a little weird. Yeah. Now that we know that, what are the chances that only kids won these tickets? How did the man guarantee that? This is where it's creepy. A little bit, but, you know, just magic. I'm always going to go back to magic for things I don't okay, understand. that's fine. <laughs> but you got to admit. It is. It's super weird. You can't guarantee. Because even in, like, the montage of everybody buying things, it's all adults doing it. Well, and again, who has <laughs> the that money. kind of disposable income? Yeah. Kids don't have was that kind of just, disposable Was income? he just counting on the good faith of the parents to hand the ticket over to children? It's so crazy. Yeah. There's no way you guarantee that you get five kids. All right. And so as we're flying, one of the last moments that that we'll get in the movie and that I definitely feel like we need to even talk about. The very is final line. The final line. Charlie, don't forget what happened to the boy who got everything he ever wanted. He lived happily ever after. And then we hug and credits. and we Not hit. even credits, man. Tiny little bit of yeah. pure imagination and then like whatever, whoever yeah. owned it at the time, done. Yep, it's over. And I love this movie. Um, Yay! All right, guys. Well, that was that movie. It was good. Uh, The only thing we still need to do is our beer wrap-up. It's not bad. It's just wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. All that we got left to do is we're going to introduce the beer for next week. We got Country Boy Brewing Prime Directive. It's a double dry hopped New England style IPA this time. All right. So again, everybody, don't forget. This is a a a little bit of a game. This is is where you're going to guess. This was our clue. Our clue was Prime Directive. And that's an easy one. <laughs> now you got to figure out what movie yeah. we're watching. Put or, it in the comments. Or even what topic. This is one I'll give you that we might do a, a movie. But if you just guess the topic. You still win. You win. Because yeah. 100%. Moral victory. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> but well, because there's a large list of movies that yeah. fit into this world. At least 15. Yeah. There's a bunch. Yeah. For October, yeah. we're gonna do nothing but Halloween. So we're scary, do scary movies. movies, horror movies, monster movies. You wanna do monster movies? Yeah, and Does anything that, that covers spoopy things. Multiple of those categories. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, does Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein count? I think that maybe we're going too far. That's going too far. Okay, yeah. I'll take it off the list then. All right. Damn. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Well, I mean, that's it. I think we're out. All right, let's go get some candy. Veronica's mom.